Seven is a number, both prime and divine. Seven yeah. is a number, both prime and divine. Seven is a do. number, both prime All and divine. Seven is a number, Check both prime and divine. United like the Justice League, we unlimited. Five transformed into seven, magnificent amalgamation. Super Saiyan, we ain't playing. 106.5 is the radio station. Triple Nation is the name of the tribe. 610-267-215. All around the globe in every area code. Online, on air, whatever the mode. Days and nights, live or recorded. Listeners rewarded with the rawness. Keeping it flawless like a Batman plan. Jedi flips or a Spider-Man handstand. Peace to every geek we stand for. From Kronos to the bottom city of Candor. We about to catch wreck. Turn up your set, black triples on deck. Y'all know what time it is. Black triples in your area. Let's go. Hey there, hi there, ho there, cats and kittens, children of all ages. <laughs> Welcome to another brand spanking new Thursday night edition of your <laughs> Black Triple! Oh, yes! Oh, yes! Oh, yeah! What do we do? Oh, yeah! <laughs> My name is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Triple. And as always, I am joined on the stream yard, coming to you on YouTube and Facebook by <coughs> Boom! What up, bitch, your man, chilling with you girls and you boys. I just got some new toys, and we bring you the noise, of course. We got to get it louder, because I'm hitting harder than Andre Brower. What's up? Your man, Arson, the voice of reason, a.k.a. the Super Triple, the Rand of Steel, the comic book Jedi. I'm rebuilding my house so I can let in some refugees from Texas. <laughs> oh, too soon. <laughs> and we also have the first lady of Tripledom right here. Oh yeah. It may be snowing. It may be raining. But it's late February, which means it's time for spring training. Yeah. It's your girl Kennedy, also known as that Mikey Chick, also known as a storm triple coming to you live from the 215 till the day I die, known as your everyday's Phillies Bay. Just chilling with some soft plushy things. Mm. Chase Butley. Hey, hey now. <laughs> we also, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have coming in from a Friday night delight near you. We have. Yo, what's up? It's the Dark Jokers in trouble here, bouncing his way as a frogman. Nice. Screen nice. On a Thursday night. How y'all doing? Frogman. Oh, oh. It's a thin line (laughs) between love and hate. (laughs) We also have, ladies and gentlemen, here in the Triple Nation, we got everybody's favorite cousin. What it do, y'all? It's your mama's favorite nephew, cousin Muscles, the Super Saiyan Triple, a.k.a. the Big Body Broku. Much love. What up? And look who we have here. <laughs> Hi, it's your horror triple, your favorite good ghoul gone bad, the final girl, and Charlie as well. I am also surrounded by a plethora of furry things. <laughs> <laughs> They're Charlie's favorite. So. 
Nice, nice, nice. And it would not be Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, if we didn't have. Look, I keep my furry things upstairs. <laughs> just for the record. Thank you. You already know who it is and what I do. Keeping them pearlies white. It's the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Thursday. In the building. What up, Tribbles? Love And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have a, a whole lot of fun for you this evening. We have a very special guest. You know very him special. as... <laughs> of course, of course. You know him as the head man behind that crazy sci-fi anthology heavy sedation but now he has dipped his toe into the world of comic books and he is talking about his new comic book munch right here on black tribbles introduce yourself to the tribble nation my good man so yeah, so I'm just Shannon. Um, you know, years ago I was on the show, <laughs> and uh, I think I was bestowed with the name Flash Tribble, um, like Flash Gordon. That was a long time ago, so I don't know if it still stands, but you know, I appreciate Ooh. that. <laughs> he came to re up on the papers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So he's the Flash Tribble. Mm, there's a couple people out there that are like gunning for you towards the oh, end. Really? You know what I mean, yeah, because there can be only one. And it's been some time since we've seen you and had you over the house, as it wow. were. So, you know, there might be a couple Highlander triples talking about some Here we are. <laughs> it can be only one. Yeah. Just one little duel, just a little one. <laughs> one just to the death. Not serious. Speaking of little guys, Eric, is that a Power Wheels Ducati behind you? It is a bike of some sort. Oh, okay. and it does have power. Yes. <laughs> You may call it a Ducati if you like. I don't know the characteristics of a Ducati. Personally. So the it characteristics. Okay. That that looks a, that looks a lot like a Ducati, only because their their brand is known for having those exposed, you know, uh suspension bars in their chassis. Um okay. that's why they call Ducatis the Italian supermodels, because they're so thin. Their bones are showing. Sure. That's right, get at me. Your girl's a gearhead too. Holla. Pew, 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 pew. Okay. <laughs> okay. Knowledge for days. Knowledge for days. Here you go. So, so you, so- <laughs> <laughs> you just schooled you just schooled um Yoda Triple down there. So it's all good. <laughs> so we have a fun show for you this evening, ladies and gentlemen. But before we get in- into it, um First of all, I want to, right here on air, give a mass shout-out to our lovely Kennedy, who was the star of the story on a panel talking about, about Blacks in this geek sphere that was uh, on NBC Universal. It was on Harlem. It was all over the internet yesterday. And Kenny, we shut that bad boy down. Look at her. Look at look, look, look at it. Oh, oh my God! Is that that pretty face? Look at that pretty face. Yes, yes, yes. That is that is the face that lit up a million. <laughs> And if they're watching tonight, they're like, I don't know. Is this the same person? It's not the same person. That don't look like she don't that that looks contagious. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um oh, that's a got to shame. Say, she, mm. I guess you know, depends on the lighting. Lighting is real. I don't know. 
Oh, oh, um, yeah, it was cool. Sit on a panel with some other industry professionals to talk about representation and geek culture. And it's high time that, you know, these type of discussions make it onto a mainstream platform like NBC. Um, and it was just a, a privilege to be involved. That's cool. That's cool. And I, I'm very proud of you for shutting it down like you way you did as we all knew you would show them how it's done show them how it's done girl show them how it's done yeah yeah thanks guys thanks guys most definitely most definitely um and i also want i wanted to get randy's uh take on this and shannon it'll be interesting to get your take on this as well i don't know how but you're up on the news i know randy is up on this and is probably excited that they announced, DC announced that they are actually going to be doing a comic book that picks up from the universe of the Superman movie from 1978 as well as the Batman movie from 1989. I know I'm really excited about that. You are, Randy? It makes me very happy. Um, Because I I feel like they're there's enough sort of Christopher Reeve purists out there that are like, if it's not Christopher Reeve, I don't want it. And so now there's something for them too. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they'll shut the hell up. Um, and I, I think there was, there was some stories to be told there. There was plenty of stories to be told there. And then it went, you know, Superman three, Superman four. And everybody was like, no, no, never again. So, but I'm curious to see where where it goes. Uh, same with the Batman, the Batman '89. Um, it was it was it was they were had done enough with the the villains in that to make them a little more more bizarre. Like that weird ass penguin was like, all right, I, for whatever reason, he's a, some sort of mutant penguin boy, right? Right. right. And, like, the, like if you, I watched the beginning of that the other day. They they put that boy in a cage, and then they just put him in the in the in the in the stroller and just rolled him into the lake. Like, yeah, oh Pee Wee and Simone are terrible <laughs> parents. The worst. Pee Wee and Simone are terrible parents. So, like, all right, uh, I I can't remember if he dies at the end of that, but I would like to see. I want to see. Yeah, he what other, Yeah, I want to see what other weird they can do with the villains. What like. You- all right, let's 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 make them even stranger because in the in the classic Batman books they have to stay alive for whatever reason and yeah I want to see like how weird is their Two Face gonna be you know what I mean and is their Two Face gonna look like Billy D Williams? Well, I think that uh, depends on whether or not they're able to get a, the agreement on the license of on the, awesome. the, the okay likeness. Um, the yeah, Batman. I, I, Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, go. No, I will go. say the Superman Returns. Superman Returns was supposed to be the pickup from after Superman Two. Yes. They just like in the, in the, in the, in the, in the cinema universe, yeah, they just act right. like three and four just never happened. Like Richard Pryor was not there. Like you know, <laughs> there was right. no need for Richard. Pryor. So, um, but yeah, I think um, yeah, I'm interested to see what happens. You know, beyond that, and I I actually really like the idea of Penguin being this um, like sickly deformed type thing. Was why he looked the way he looked. You know what I mean? I, I did. I did think that was an interesting take on it, not that he was just, you know, weird. You know what I mean? So, interesting to see. Now, this, the Superman 78 is actually picking up after Superman 2, so they believe that Superman Returns never happened. So, oh, okay. <laughs> say of that what you will. 
<laughs> that's going to be written by Rob Venditti and drawn by Wilfred, uh, Wilfredo Tel- uh, Therese. The Batman 89, with, whose art is going to be by Joe Quijones, the screenwriter is actually Sam Hamm, who actually was the oh, screenwriter wow. of the original Batman 89 uh, movie. So I would imagine right. that... Oh. I'm okay with that. I'm yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm down with that. I don't know whether or not you've seen this, uh, Kay, but they actually... Uh, Joe Quijones put out a some artwork character designs from the from the book and you can see he's got like a slightly aged you know michael keaton-ish looking batman but they also like get paid homage to the animated series by putting him in that boring ass tacky ass whack ass doodle brown suit well okay (laughs) all right that's true that's true but you know no but i'm loving it i'm loving it sorry so the thing is most people did not know this is based off the 89 figures as well. The Bruce Wayne in a tech suit. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Oh, I remember that figure. Yeah. Okay. Where you can like snap on like the cape and cow and armor onto Bruce Wayne. Nice. Nice. <laughs> and now he also like has like, he also has like kind of, he's Keaton's eyebrows too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he look at the Keaton. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely based it on Keaton. And now this is uh this Prince. <laughs> that's I'm about definitely say, huh? a, that's Game definitely... Right. <laughs> yeah, it does look like Prince. That definitely is a you know, to now if this is picking up in that same universe, um I'm assuming this is gonna be like a newer Joker, like a new Joker. And I kinda like him having like a maybe a, a Prince type of vibe there. That looks yeah, pretty cool. He, he looks exactly like Prince in the back end video, dude. Oh, with the turns Joker's taken, they can't go wrong in this direction. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I'm excited for Batman 89 and Superman 78. That looks uh, pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm, pretty, I'm excited about that. I'm happy about that. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. Uh, all right. All right. So, oh, I have an update for you guys about the Guinness World Record longest live podcast that the Plaque Dribbles will be doing April 16th through the 18th, 2021 here in Philadelphia, streaming live on YouTube and any other place that will, you know, we can bribe into having us as we stream it. I've got an update for, I'm sorry that Ariel could not be here. I have locked down a caterer for our pancake eating contest, okay? And I've locked down a caterer because if I remember, Gabe was excited about this and so was Kennedy. I have locked down a caterer for a chocolate cake eating contest. <laughs> I pity the fool that tried to challenge me to a chocolate cake eating contest. Man, is great. <laughs> Get us <the> chocolate cake. <laughs> okay, so I hear you on the competitions. All I need is a double stack. Can I get a double stack while I'm watching the competition? <laughs> I just need a double stack while I'm watching y'all go at it. That's I'm just can, can, we, can I get a double stack? You can't eat what they might be needing to go. You gonna have to line get in the lineup. 
I mean, so, I'll wait till after the competition. Can I get a double stack after? They're not going to eat all the pancakes. Let me get a full stack. <laughs> so, 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 first of all, bold of you to assume that I won't eat a whole stack of pancakes. One. <laughs> Two, um, just to clarify, are we competing in a pancake eating and or chocolate cake eating contest? Or is this like a back-to-back gastro gastric athlete thing that I need to be preparing for? <laughs> it's going to be two separate contests. They're going to take and have a nice little break in between for those who want to compete in both. When you say nice oh. little break, you mean like the next day or like a couple of hours? It's going Once to be the deuce ne- drops. Do we get back, do we get back in the ring? <laughs> right. Or like it definitely got to be at least a 24-hour period. If you don't get a morning constitutional in between your competitions, you're not going to be able to perform. And I just want everybody at their best. So everybody should get a constitutional in between and then they can go get the next competition. Like we're going to keep this fair. Like this is Guinness. We're going to be official, be official, damn it. <laughs> it's going to be a whole day. The chocolate, the chocolate cake eating contest is going to be on Saturday, Saturday the seventeenth, and the pancakes will be on Sunday the eighteenth. Okay. okay, so is this timed or is this for qu- quantity? The the chocolate the the chocolate cake is going to be timed. <laughs> oh, that's cake work. That's legit cake work. That's just... Oh man, listen. <laughs> the pancakes will be you. quantity. The fat kid in me is like, finally, my time has come. <laughs> you you kept me under wraps for so long. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> just. <laughs> You've never seen me in a state, sir. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, when they like, all you eat pancakes at IHOP, you think oh, I'm gonna do it in? Like, oh, the second's like, ah. Oh, yeah, but that's mm-hmm. different. IHOP pancakes have the same kind of polymer filling that Subway bread does. Okay. It's not like actual pancakes. It's like eighty nine percent pancake. You know, the other pre- remaining percentage because I'm an artist. I don't know math. Um, polymer. <laughs> Yeah, the, the I have pancakes are like the pancakes like the three stooges would accidentally eat and then they get like fur in their yeah. as they cut into it. <laughs> Curly's pancakes. <laughs> that's what the IHOP pancakes are. That, that, that was a very old that was a that was old very, reference. It's a deep cut, but I was there for you. I was there for it. Yeah, I, 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 I appreciate what you said. I appreciate Gabe at least gave me the smile. Isaiah's sitting there like, I don't know what, I don't know. I know the three. I know know they do hijinks. I know the three. I know the three. You I saw the remake. I no saw the movie. Oh, I saw the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. She said just a little more nuanced than that. No, it's a little more nuanced than that. It's a whole chain effect to it. You can't just uh-huh. go in there like a rookie, like you're gonna get the chain effect to pop off. Like you yeah. gotta be seasoned. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> they were masters of stage combat. The t- mm-hmm. the T birds really in Greece made fun of them, so I know, I know what they do. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's what I got. That's what we want. Okay, that, that, that's, that's a reference. That, that's that's what. That's Look at Dante. Reference. Dante's like actually wounded right now. I think he's like internal bleeding. Greece. That's the that's the T-Birds from Greece. 
Yes, yeah, well, I mean, uh, dude, that's where you get your reference. There are tons of people who never seen Citizen Kane, but they know every scene from Citizen Kane because it's played out on The Simpsons. So it, it's, it's, it's wherever you get your reference is where you get your reference. Yeah. And I know that's true because that's how my daughter knew it. She said, oh, I know this scene. I know this scene. When I made her sit down and watch Citizen Kane, she was like, yep. yeah, that was Homer. That was Homer. That was Bart. That was Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> she's like oh rosebud oh okay all right and then she walked out the room yeah but, because when you finally see citizen kane after years it's like it's so lackluster compared to you heard about it forever you know when you finally see it's like oh, i guess it's all right it just you know, but it was, it was groundbreaking at the time it was actually released but mm-hmm. it was groundbreaking shannon i I know you are not besmirching the name of Citizen Kane, one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah, it was good when it was released. They did a lot of stuff like he, the lens. Well, I remember it was like one thing where the lens wasn't long enough to get the camera further enough back, so he had to dig a hole in the studio to right. get, the, get the camera down and the reflection thing with the mirrors. Like he did a lot of innovative things he did in the film. So. Um, but I think everything in that movie that was done has been done now dozens of times, you know, in, in better situations. So, um, you know, I honor it for what it is, but it ain't like I was, oh, that was amazing. You know, I was like, okay, I, I checked that one off, you know. Yeah, so it was the Matrix. It made bullet time that was hot for a while, and then it cooled off, and then everybody just be like, all right, cool, moving on. Yeah, It yeah. wasn't no Ray Harryhausen, so let, let's just put it like that. <laughs> My favorite doing that. Sorry, okay. I've I've never I've never seen Citizen Kane. That's okay. It's fine. Yeah, You're not missing anything. Yeah. You know. Oh, you thought you were alone? No, no. no. <laughs> we just get the references y'all... from other things. I I don't even I don't. Only only Citizen Kane reference I know was at the end of the original Animaniacs run when they were like Citizen Kane and it had the the sled with the rosebud on it. I was like, oh, yeah. I guess that's a thing from something. And that was yeah. it. That's pretty much it. All right. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, great. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, this has been a fun show. Let's, uh, Janet, thanks for stopping by. Jeez, I am not having this. This is this is annoying. Let's let's get this plug for get this plug out of here. Um, so uh, Shannon is here, ladies and gentlemen. No, uh, because he has decided to dip his toe into the world of comic books after for a long time being a writer director of heavy sedation and short films but from what i understand shannon you actually have always had a love of comic books even from when you're a kid i'm looking at your amazing fantasy uh poster right there on the back of your Uh, yes that's uh amazing fantasy (laughs) first introduction spider-man but yeah yeah not just my two i stuck my whole corn corn crusty foot in it so uh i'm, I'm fully <laughs> i'm fully into uh into the cotton to comic books so yeah i've been i've been a fan forever um i always said my the, the thing that 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 broke my cherry for me like i had comics when i was a kid but i read x-men 162 and it was like a solo issue with a uh, wolverine and um oh, okay. that was just blew my mind that was like it was like it was an idea of like you could do this with a comic book i was like nine years old and from that point i was like in love with comic books you know so through all my childhood i still got all my uh Still got my collection. Um, so yeah, I was, a, I was a heavy collector between like the age of like nine and 19. And um, I slowed down since then. So I always wanted to make a comic book. And after I finished my first movie, um, Dirty Laundry, I said, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, I wanna finally get a chance to make a comic book. And then when I 
want to get into what it took to make a comic, I realized this is a lot more than I thought it was. You know, it was a lot mm-hmm. more expensive. It's it's not it's not what people think people think you just make a book, but I thought that and I realized like, oh, this is this is a lot. This is going to cost money. And if and if I do it this way at that time, I'm basically going to piecemeal it together, page at a time, page at a time. It would take me over a year or something to get it done. And I was like, I don't I don't want to piecemeal together a book, so I'm going to wait. So long story short, I waited and then going into uh 2019, I said, you know, I'm ready. I'm gonna I'm going to uh move forward and to start my own my own uh line of comics. So nice. once it's the first book, but I have several titles that I that I'm I'm working towards. So it's it's a slow, long term build, you know what I mean? So this is um so gotcha. it's not just one and done or one title and done. I I'm I'm really I'm because I still have my media company, so I'm just basically taking effect, you know, what I do my media company and making it um publishing comic books. So that's where I am with it. So but why did you what was it about now that made you think that it was the time to do the comic books? Because it's as expensive as they were before that. Yes. They're probably less expensive now. Yes. <laughs> you think more expensive? They seem less expensive now, I would think. Right. Um, well, yeah. So I guess in, there are things that, that technology has come aboard that makes some things um, less expensive to do. But um, I think it was for me, it's just, you know, time of my life, um, sustainability. You know, I teach now, I'm a, you know, I, t- I teach film production um, full-time for the school district. And, um, you know, so I ha- I'm doing that. And then it's like, and I don't get to shoot as much anymore. You know, I got two little kids now. So yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm writing a lot. And then I was like, you know, just like, I'm, I can do this. Well, you know, I want to really express myself in this way. And it's kind of fell in the place. Like, I'm ready to do this. I think I can, I can, I can do this because I can write a book pretty fast. And then it's really just working with the artist's you know, and producing the pages. So um, that that's where it is. You know what I mean? So I, I had enough, you know, and I waited to make sure I had enough money saved. So I, because what I didn't want to do, and I've been spending a lot of time studying this before I got into it, is that I didn't want to make one book and then just trying to sell that one book and, you know, and trying to push it for a year, trying to trying to make co- trying to sell copies of it to get yourself from point A to point B. I want to be able to really um, give the title um, enough drive and cushion so that it can, it can, I can have a chance at it succeeding, you know? Um, cause as of right now, it's just, you know, draining me dry for money, but <laughs> I feel you, I feel you, man. um, you know, cause, uh, yes, I know one guy, he had a book, he's selling for like seven bucks. And again, it's like, you know, your friends will buy it for $7, but you know, the average, the, you know, common people aren't going to buy it for seven bucks. So. Your, your friend will buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it real. But, yeah. Let's so. keep it real. Cause your mom and dad is going to say, "Where's mine?" So yeah, <laughs> you ain't going to sell, but but one. So let's talk about your comic book and and true to the 21st century way of promoting comic books. Shannon has a video for oh, his oh. comic book. Dang. Let's check out the video oh, wow. preview of Munch. <laughs> Fancy. My name is David Munch, and I'm about to be someone's dinner. The irony of that is not lost on me. It all started three years ago when they showed up in France. Right from the beginning, they let us know humans were no longer top of the food chain. And then everything changed. My name is David Munch, and this is how the war began. 
I want to buy that book. That was fantastic. Much <laughs> wow. the origin story of Kentucky Fried Chicken told from the viewpoint of the chicken, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Written by Shannon Newby, featuring the art by Kinsey Brown on sale now at outthehouse.com as well as munchcomic.com. Um, I've read this book, Shannon, and my man. You're like, I first met you way, way back in the days of Pathmark. And yes. <laughs> if I had known what was lurking behind your head right here, you probably stayed away from me. <laughs> <Across> I, <the body. laughs> I, I would have, man, because this comic book is, is, you'll appreciate this, Eric. It opens with this heroic tale of this alien escaping. Um, he's got people on on his tail, and he's escaping. A, and he's our hero. And he and, and he gets blasted out of space and crash lands. But he crash lands on you know he feels like a deserted planet because he crash lands in like a you Grand know a, in a Grand Canyon. So right. you know it's not a lot of people around. So he's an alien, and lo and behold, he sees two people coming or walking around. Well, it's just like us. If we were stranded on a planet and we saw like some raccoon, we'd be like, oh, thank God, I'm hungry. Bam. He <laughs> sees two people coming. Next thing you know, his mouth extends like this and just crunches down on a dude. And it's like, hmm, new meat. And that's a, that's a wrap. That's like the first three pages of the comic, dog. I'm like, what the, what the? fuck is Santa doing? <laughs> I said, thank God this joint is a black and white comic, because I might have been a little bit too queasy to read this comic book. <laughs> okay, Shannon. What is the origin of Kentucky Fried Chicken told from the viewpoint of chicken? Well, so the, 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 the I'll give, so I'm gonna give away a little bit. So the, the overall arching idea of the book is about empathy. So again, when you watch a movie, you see us somebody crashing on a planet as an alien thing, like okay, you, 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 or immediately as again, it starts off him talking about, you know, if, I, if anybody finds us, tell my wife and kids I love them. So you're immediately into, and you know, and feel feel, feel bad for him. And he's right. like, he's on the planet, he's looking for food, you know, he's trying to fix his ship, he's trying to get out of there. And then you know, he runs into a two humans. You think like, oh wow, he found two humans, they're going to help him, and he's going to perform his friendship. But he just sees them as food. So it's the mm. idea. So it's like if. You know, it's it's the weird way of thinking. Like, what does a chicken think when we when we take <laughs> when we eat chicken? Does a chicken look at us in the same way that the alien looks at the human being? So, um, so the I so what happens is so he finds he finds these humans, he eats them, he goes back to his planet, and then the story fast forward to the story of David Munches, and he's all tied up, and um, and it goes to tell the story that all he knows is that three years ago. Aliens um, came into France and grabbed a bunch of humans and took them to their planet and realized they were eating them. But who, who came to France was was basically um, the guy. His name was Commander Glutok. He comes in that there was them returning because hey, I, you know, he takes back some meat and say, "I found this incredible meat. You got to try it." So they come down and, and gather <laughs> a bunch of humans to take it back to uh, space and come to find out that it, it, human meat is a big hit where they're from. So now they're coming down oh on a regular God. basis. Picking up humans <laughs> and taking them back to taking them back to their planet and um, using us as food. So it's the idea that we're like chickens, like you know, people come here to get like get takeout. They gather a bunch of humans. It's like deep sea fishing. They come and take like deep sea fishing. They fly to Earth, deep sea fish a bunch of humans and take them back to um 
take them back to uh to to their planet. So um, what happens is without giving a whole book away, um, one because they're called vorts. Um, so one of the vorts is basically against the idea of extracting humans from Earth and decides that he's going to help the humans not be um, taken away as meat anymore. And that's why the war starts. So, so in his mind, in Munch's mind, the war started because this this aliens now going to help the humans try to defend themselves. You know, um, but there's several- vegan. Yes. I was gonna say this is the vegan yes, agenda. Vegan, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not vegan if I can tell. So. <laughs> now, I, I I will say, I think when stuff shows up that starts and starts eating people. The first thing you do is change your last name from Munch. <laughs> wait, 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 excuse me? No, 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 no. Uh, my name is uh, Joseph Inedible. How you doing? Nice <laughs> Hi, my name is Kennedy Poisonous. How are you? <laughs> so, yes, I'm, I'm toxic. I, I'm toxic. I'm so diseased. Toxic. How are you? I'm the most toxic dude ever. Oh, God. But yeah, so that's a play on words, too. The, the, the guy's name is Munch, and it's about... So there's a lot of satire in it as well. Um, you know, there's empathy. And it, and it gets into... As the story progresses, like I, just, I want the story just to be entertaining. I don't want people to look at it as being... Because one thing I, I don't like is when you read something and there's clearly an agenda, like, uh, you know, what we call social justice warriors or someone has an agenda, like they're trying to push their own narrative about something. I want to be entertained. Maybe you have a message in there as well. I, that's great. But entertain me first. Don't just beat me over the head with your message. Um, but you know the idea of what this of what this is really is about um, um, just putting ourselves in somebody else's shoes is really what's going to come down to. And as it goes mm -hmm. along, you're going to see it's going to be a constant idea of well, if you think that way, how do you think? You know, and I'll give away a line in, the, in the, one of the upcoming issues where somebody says, um, you know, I'm going to eat this this chicken. He says it's just a dumb animal, and and, and the space alien says, what do we think? How do you think we think about you? So it's the kind of thing right. like, oh wow. So so it's it, it was kind of opening your eyes up to thinking about. You know, just again, constantly putting yourself in another person's shoes is the idea, you know, um, while being entertaining, I hope. Mm. You know, mm. I'm not trying to turn anybody like, vegan here. <laughs> no, 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 you won't. Succeed, though. <laughs> you won't. Um, but it's, it, it raises like a very valid concern, right? Like Space Force isn't going to be able to protect us if the Vulcans turned out to be cannibals or some, some yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Like first contact is like scary. When you think yeah. about it that way, because yeah. humanity has never, ever, ever had to deal with being not being part of the like the top of the food chain, regardless right. if there's apex right. predators or not. Like, right, we might not be as rough and tough as big cats or bears or crocodiles or hippos, for God's sakes, but they also, you know, don't, don't spread. Right. They don't spread. Uh, it's debatable depending on who gets elected into some offices. Um, <laughs> They don't, they don't really spread outside of their habitats. They don't have thumbs, right? So they're not as much of a threat as long as we give them their space. But right. it, I just, oh, the mass <laughs> exodus <laughs> that will ensue when the first person gets eaten is like, nope, just, uh, just, uh, just a universal, nope. nope. Just dip. But I, that's I, the thing about, about it, you know, in the next issues, like when you know, you'll see them actually um, taking people the humans really just don't you have have no no way of trying like we're gonna hide hide what in the house they got you know technology just blow the ball right off your house and just take you right out the house so it's not like oh, where are you going so it's like it, it literally is like where where you think you're going you know it's like if they come and get you you're they, you're gotten you know what I mean it's just like scooping you up and putting you in a in a, in a container and taking you out are so they allergic to water like the science aliens huh 
are they allergic to water like the aliens from science no and that's and that's the idea that this this race of of, of being is stronger more superior um better technology more advanced smarter right. everything like we're you know again it's like the the idea that we're as smart as a chicken compared to them you know what i mean and that's okay the idea so that so that means we got to start tricking <laughs> for survival show them right. what right. this booty do Right just again. to make sure, just 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 to like entertain them, be like, "Huh, look at you, meat. You might yeah. be moderately entertaining. I'll keep you on a leash over here." Be like, "Ha ha, suckers! I get to live." Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to show y'all one of the more disturbing images from this from the first Ooh, of, disturbing uh, of Munch. Um, the art by Ken Stay Brown, um, uh, which is it's comical yet it's very disturbing. Um, because there is like a faux ad because you, you, you heard they're they're called vorts, right? So there's a faux ad for vort fried humans, and um, oh can look look at that. Yeah, yeah, it does look like gritty on the box. <laughs> yeah, people said that. Yeah, Yo, but it's I like Colonel Sanders because uh, Munch is basically saying, "I wonder what they do to us on their planet." So it's like an ad, like like a Kentucky Fried Chicken ad, where like you got the family sitting around the table and a uh, the couple eating the arm together, and the, like kids want a baseball game. You know, it's like one of those family things you think about. Yeah, look at the um, couple. Look at the couple in love, sharing an arm. <laughs> that so it's funny. So right, so that's the idea. Is like, you know, am I watching well, it? Sheesh, the iron. I wonder if it was a boneless or not. <laughs> like bone no, they're not boneless. The bone is in. You saw it was a hand. It was a hand sticking out yeah, of the bucket, man. Iron, Just wait till next season. Boneless is coming. They're going to advance it. They're going to debone them. Watch. Oh, oh. I, I'm surprised that the hands were able to maintain their structural integrity in the deep fryer. I expected them to come out looking like. Either like really shriveled up the way chicken feet get shriveled up, or like mangled the way the ends of the tips of the wings look. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's like, impressive. They, they, they fly. They, they fry differently. It was a yeah. flash fry. That's just smarter alien technology. You know, they know how to fry perfect. Yeah. <laughs> everything was golden. Oh everything was even. Yeah. Superior <laughs> technology, yo. Know, superior fryers. They're watching us. They're watching us. They're watching us like, look, 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 look. Hey, little Clark, come look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Just got look, look, look at look at what they're putting their food into. Mm, 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 mm. I can't wait to eat these crazy motherfuckers. I can't wait. <laughs> that one looks plump as hell, anyhow. Mm -hmm. This one, this one looks nice and young. You know she hasn't. Yeah, you know I mean, right? Mm -hmm. That one, I still eat that one. You know, yeah. just going down the list. The one eating the carrots. Mm, yeah, I like her. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's what we call free range human. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny you say that because I, I'm not going to give it all away, but there's, there's a lot of stuff that, that's, you know, you ain't too far off from how things get picked and chosen and who gets cooked and why and why not. You know what I mean? Oh my God. So, I, yeah. Is there is there like a metric? Like what's, what's good human eating and what is it? Like, I imagine um, people who work meat. out. The less I imagine... you are, the better you taste. I'll say that. Oh shit! I'm about to say the 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 muscle people <laughs> probably I'm are tough it. and <laughs> the muscle people are probably Ready. tough and and gamey. Yeah, you know. Yeah, the less healthy you are, the better the better you taste. So yeah. Ah, that makes <laughs> sense. Yeah. Oh, and Wally, all those people are good eating. That's true. Uh, all yeah, those people would be bones. good. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. They're, they're boneless. Don't big fat nugget nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> Dumplings. Oh. It reminds me of uh, a horror anime 
called Parasite the Maxim, where yeah. there's like aliens that come down and they like look like people, but they like do it's really gruesome. Like oh, yeah. if you look up like the trailer, like the first scene is just like someone unhinging their jaw and just like eating a person. Really? Yeah. It's like Maxim? it's pretty cool. But one it of was. the creatures, one of the aliens, like gets it wrong and like they're supposed to go into your brain and then they usually like morph you but he like gets into the hand his name is miki so then the human and the alien kind of have to become friends or whatever and so it's like the struggle of them figuring out like you know how to exist in this world but there's so much there's so many conversations where miki is just like i don't understand why you won't let me eat them like why not like that's just what i do and just being like that guy sucks why not and like the main character being like you just can't it's not allowed <laughs> like wow. uh, on my part it makes sense i don't know i think my sister tried to like, show me that to eat meat is like uh yeah but it's different How? yeah he does have that conversation of like you're you're eating meat like yeah. it's not any different you're meat to us um and it's like that existential thing it becomes a, a lot more than just like them eating though and they yeah. were doing it a little bit more for fun than necessity oh yo i, I think blair tried to make me watch that once it was good <laughs> it was gory. really good yeah. it's gory but good yeah he's like you remember the episode of twilight zone to serve man yes, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah 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 oh oh, oh, oh. <laughs> wow yeah. We just had it on deck. What else you need, Shannon? Go ahead and speak it, homie. We got all that. We got everything. Negative. We got that. I was waiting for a time to talk about it. But that actually also turned out to be one of the best. We just had it on deck just in case it came up in conversation. One of the best Treehouse of Horror episodes. Yeah. How to cook humans. How to cook four humans. How to cook 40 humans. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I imagine human meat would need to be marinated first, right? Because our muscle groupings are larger than most animals that we consume. No, I, so, I, 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 go I, I, no, go ahead, because I'm about to tell myself I've given this a little too much thought. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, why? I had a, a teacher, and he was, uh, um, he was one of those kind of social studies teachers. I, I thought you were going to say, I had a teacher, and he was delicious. Mm -hmm. There's <laughs> <laughs> no statute on that one, but he did tell me. Um, he did tell a story about that he was in Vietnam and and um, a story where they came across Viet Cong who were eating and they killed and they you know killed them and they were hungry started looking at food in the pot and realized they were eating uh, somebody's leg, like it was somebody's wow. leg in the pot, you know. So uh, wow, so you know, Ooh. you know, it tastes more beefy than I guess anything. So mm -hmm. okay, so maybe the Donner Party. Maybe not lemon juice or orange juice, but a nice pineapple juice so the brahmin can break down some of the tougher tenues. I yeah. mean, well, like the trick is the seasoning with anything, with any of your meats, the Long. trick is the seasoning. Right. So, right? You can broth it, you can uh, uh, dry it out like a jerky. Like, no, jerky. it's already tough. Probably. Yeah, but I'm sure like people, jerky is still good. We mm. just need another episode of Masters Mystery Meats. No, I'm cool. <laughs> I'm so cool. It's, oh god. No. People are on the list. No, thank you. Hey, that was some good quality meat you was tasting there. Mm. Fair enough. Prepare wow. or or you know, a, a human a piece of human, a rat or a human. Rats are dirty. Like, you know rat is dirty. Oh, I'm, I'm deaf. Listen, listen, let it be clear. <laughs> when the end of the world hits, I will be shitting people, okay? I just want to be completely <laughs> clear with this. Um, 
I'm not going to actively seek out human flesh, but if I had to choose between a rat and some person I don't know. Doth protests too much, Kennedy. I think you will be seeking out. You have a list. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Make How it. much of Hannibal have you been I'm watching? I'm not going to kill that. None of it. I've never <laughs> seen it. I just Hannibal. know that. He disagrees with his mentality. Yeah. <laughs> not sure. even. I, I, I've I never seen how it. She's gonna be having never to seen that it. She's gonna that bucket. She's like, it puts the lotion on the skin. Let's see who's again. Listen, listen, listen. First of when all, first of all, comes, first of all, I got mad fava beans and Chianti up in here. So <laughs> good to know. Um, I personally think you're going about it the wrong way. Adult humans probably a little too tough. You really want to go for the babies. They're nice and plump. There's still the bones haven't fully developed yet, so it's mostly cartilage. It's just succulent. You can just right off the bone and it'll be delicious. That's what I'm that sorry. bucket was. That's what they were eating. They were children wings. Those are children wings. Those little baby wings. I hadn't even thought about kids in this as a, as a story. Like what happens with kids in this, in this story? You know, I, I just kind of figured. I didn't even think about that. You know, I guess I the human nuggets would be the kids. Um, Somebody asked that yeah, in, like the, in the chat. There's really? Well, what happens to the chat. kids? Do they have veal people, fattened oh, children? Oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! I didn't even see that. Me and Robert Monroe are on the same page. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't. I knew because I, I didn't think. I, like I had the story mapped out for like the first nine issues. Like I have, I have an outline of what happens A, B, C, D, whatever. Like to the first nine issues. Um, yeah, I, I did not. I did not come into idea what what, what, kid, what kids would happen. You know. Yo, I got you, Chicken. And this is my gift. This is my. This is my gift from me to you. Okay, children before they hit puberty are poisonous. Actually, it's. Oh. I feel like it'd be the other way around. No, no, because once that once that pituitary gland kicks in, it starts sending all of these like weird enzymes and shit throughout the body, and that's what makes it taste good. But the babies, to them, I, I, never you're, mind. you're not too far off from where from where things may go. But I can't. I'm not going to give it away. But you know, not the kid. I, again, I didn't think about kids, but there's something about humans and poison and what poison. You know, that that, that is. They have a thought about that. Yeah, there will be a poison. A Are the racist poisonous? <laughs> yeah. Racist meat tastes better. They get like yeah. mad people. Mad people. <laughs> they got mad yeah, people to see. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta get rid of the whole stock. Well, I, 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 <laughs> Just I, gotta I'll put it down. One more thing that they'll come to find out. Um, you know how people, when people get, um, have like halal meats and they, you know, basically let, a, let the animal uh, um, cut, the, cut the artery, let them bleed out slowly so like this right. Yeah. Um, it's different for humans. Like you, they want you as scared and as and as petrified as possible when they kill you because it makes the meat mm, taste better. Classic. Oh, it's, it's like, like Jeepers Creepers. Yeah, it's like Jeepers Creepers. They make you scared and like this, and it gets you all like that. You know, and then they kill you. It's like yeah, it really the flavor really comes out. You know, Shannon, so, when when the average person, you know, finally sits down to draw the comic book of their dreams. It's usually they got like some kind of like Superman analog or, you know, this the, they, they, it's not Spider-Man, it's, fly, it's you know, Fly Man or Bumblebee Boy or something like that. <laughs> Bumblebee Boy! <laughs> Bumblebee Boy! I want to see this. I love him! <laughs> I love what? Bumblebee Boy and I protect him with my life. Oh. What does it say about you when you finally sit down to do the comic book of your dreams and it's about buckets of baby baby arms <laughs> perfectly fried in batter? Uh, well, I'd say this. 
I have a lot of titles. I'll, so I'll say that this wasn't this wasn't the first thing I wrote. Um, oh. And so, <laughs> so the first I, I do have a, I have I have a, I have several characters. Um, like one, my righteous hand, which is the episode of heavy sedation. That that that's a title. Uh, I have another title. Um, I have like I have I have hero books. Um, this one became the one that I wanted to do because it was it's a series that um, I'm figuring it's going to go about 15 issues. Um, but I can I can bring it to a completion if I want to expand it beyond that. We'll see what happens. I can, but uh, but you know it's, it was part of the idea of breaking into the the space, um, not just doing hero stuff. You know, trying to do something mm. that was outside of the hero genre. Um, right. trying, trying to stand out a little bit. Um, and then it's it's black and white for a reason. Uh, the inside is black and white for a reason. You know, and then you'll you know that'll that'll come to come to, to be to tell why. Uh, and then, and then, and also on the economic side, having you know not having the color, which makes it a little bit less expensive to to, to do. So there was a lot of um, factors to why this became the, the first one to be put to put out, you know. But I have a lot of uh, I have a lot of uh, a lot of other titles as well, more 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 kid friendly, you know what I mean. So yeah, I, I showed my four year old this book. He said, "Why is he eating them?" I was like, "Because he's hungry." Hungry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, that's not the best reason. That- <laughs> Yeah, the question got the answer. Needs to be a healthy, a healthy fear of being consumed should be instilled in most human beings. In fact, if more human beings had a healthy fear of being consumed, they might not say some ignorant things. Word, just watch Attack on Titan once you'll get that. He's already ready. Nah, you you gotta remember. Uh, what's his name? He's like they're people. You're eating people. Soil and green is people. Yeah, soil and green is people. Yo, y'all know there's an actual. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, y'all know that there's there's an actual soy supplement called Soylent Green. Yeah. It's supposed to be no, like an Soylent. energy. Yeah, Soylent. It's just called Soylent. It's just called Soylent. Soylent. Is... Yeah. There's Wild not a green name. flavor yet. <laughs> I mean, if anybody knows what Soylent Green is, why would you think that that would, that would be a good idea to name a product? Like that's how I, I feel about the iRobot series. Why did they call them the iRobots? That was. <laughs> yeah. Why are you doing that? The, the first time I saw a commercial for Soylent, I was like, damn, so they're not even going to hide it. What's next? Nope. Tryouts for Rollerball? Like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, what are we doing? Nice. There's actually like a that? commercial for it. I heard it's about it. I didn't even crates. know there was a commercial for it. Doug wow. Crates for that Rollerball. It's like chocolate. Ew. Ew. Gabe drinks people. It's people. I always say that it doesn't count. I can still be it's, if it's been liquefied. People don't count. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait a minute. How? Hold on. How? Yeah, I need I need a, I need an explanation. That's like, how, that's how she satisfies her wings craving. She just liquefies <laughs> the wings. Yeah. Sucks them down with a straw. Are you serious, Gabe? If it doesn't count if it's liquefied. No, it's like, I just like to be argumentative. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because you know. I, <laughs> Interesting loophole. Loophole, right? Loophole, 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 right? Oh, she's starting up. <laughs> the name of your comic book company, uh, Shannon, is uh, Snooby. S N O O B Y, which is like my name, S N E W B Y. So it's Shannon Newby. So you know, my name is S. I have my first initial S N E W B Y. Let's say Snooby, just a little more phonetically. Oh, ah. Snoopy, yes. Oh. I went back and forth about what name to, to give it because I was looking at all these comic book names and I was like, do you just want to call it Out the House Comics because my company is Out the House Media? But uh, I said, no, I need to have, I'm not going to just call it, like, you know, I look at all the comic book names that are out there, like Boom Comics and Dark Horse and 
I was thinking, so I was gonna call my comic book company Cool Name Comics. Like, why everybody just try to find a cool name? It's not a cool, cool name comics. Uh, I was like, no, you're not gonna call it that. That's stupid. Find something else. So, (laughs) so we landed on Snoopy Comics. Okay, that's cool. I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at it at all. And I understand that the second issue is going to be coming out pretty soon, right? Yeah. So it's in production now. Um, Like I said, you know, I write the script. It took me, and this is this is the thing about writing comic books that, um. This is what slowed me down. This this was a, a real big uh, issue that I figured out. Writing a writing a, a, an issue of a book is like I have twenty two or twenty three pages that I got to write this in. Every every piece of uh, every panel in there is real estate. You got to utilize to the best of your ability, and mm-hmm. not just the fact you got to utilize all the you know it, every every page turn should mean something. So again, it's not like a cliffhanger, but every time you turn a page, it should be unfolding and revealing to, to lead you to, to to you know more and more into the book. And it's it's a it's a build into that into the into the uh to, into the end of the story, so because I can write really fast, you know, I write, you know, I write episodes of shows or write movies, I, I just can kind of fly through it. I've been you know very fortunate able to do that, but writing a comic book, I know what the story is, I know where it's going to go, I know what I want to do, you know, beginning, middle, and end, but making it fit within the confines of a, of those twenty three pages and making sure that all the panels are are meaningful and that all the page turns mean something, and that when you get to the end of the book, it doesn't feel like it stopped, like you actually. Achieved the beginning, middle, and end, and 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 got everything said I had to get said within that issue was a lot more challenging than I than I realized. So it took me a lot longer um, than I expected um, to write a book, you know. So because I said I can write these and I said I can write them fast in three days, which I can, but it's like then it becomes to um, putting it into actual comic book form mm-hmm. a lot more challenging. It took me like you know again I'm not working on it every day. It took me a couple of weeks, so, but I was like. And you get to the end of a page, like I know what once I want to have happen on this page. It was like when to turn the page, when the page turns, you got to see the spaceship. It's got to be a big reveal of a spaceship. But if I don't do if I if I do it on this page and the spaceship is going to be on this page, it's got to be on the page turn. You know, it's and you don't want to waste the real estate on the second page to get to the page turn. If that makes sense. So um, yeah, it's it's a lot more challenging than I expected on that on that. Aspect. I'm I'm curious because you worked in the way with with uh, heavy sedation and with your movies where you're the writer and you're director. So you've got a crew and actors that you're moving those pieces to help create the vision that you have in your head. Whereas with a comic book, while you are writing it out, the, you have to still leave some room for the artist to interpret and then through their artistry alone and their own creativity they bring something even new to the story so i'm wondering do you find this to be even a more collaborative effort in some ways than it was uh, making the movies and, and the television show well you know that's what you said that you said the perfect way because i mean anytime you work with anyone if you're working with in film or television or in comics you're working with an artist you know an artist as artists you know as ourselves you know artists gotta gotta be gotta be are them space to to do what they do so even if you're working with an actor you can't just say you know i mean i think a mistake sometimes directors make is like no say it like this you can't you can't do that you have to let a yeah you have to give the art to the you have to give what you created to the person that you work with as an actor and say you know how do you see this and let them and let them do it and if they and sometimes they'll find something better than you actually intended sometimes you know sometimes they go off go way off so okay you're you know you're 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 going away from where i i because each scene, just like in the comic book, each scene should be taking you somewhere. Like, what's the point of the scene? We got to go from here to here by the end of the scene. So, how you get there is is, is the question. You know, as long as we're with the character, what we're saying. So, um, 
So I think in the same way as with the comic books, like, so I remember in the first time when the first issue, I wrote out all the panels, like this happens, this panel here, this happens here, panel here. I went, you know, top half of the page. And I was like, kind of like really in my mind, dividing all the panels up. And then I gave it to the artist and then, you know, Akeem, and he looked at it and, and he gave back a page that was different than what I gave him, but it was better. So mm-hmm. I'm not being so stringent on, you know, I just know how many panels it should be. You know, I know what needs to be said on the page. But I start giving him, you know, just letting him do him, you know, and he'll give me the sketch back, a rough sketch. And I say, okay, let's go with that. Or um, I say, you know, we, we this got to be in there because we got to know that, you know, we got to know that he's transitioning from this point to this point. So we need a panel showing him running or something like that. Right. So, um, yeah, so yeah, it's a, uh, uh, thank you, Jamil. So it's a nice day, attention to detail and consideration for page turns. Thank you. And, and I'm going to tell you this. So, one of my one of my biggest things with, with with selling this as a book is that I'm not just trying to sell it to us of Geek Nation. You know, I want it to be uh, more open to people who aren't and who aren't necessarily comic book readers. You mm-hmm. know, and uh, you know, and my wife, she's not a comic book reader at all, but I would give her books and say, "Look at this. What do you think?" And she would look at a lot of books. And you know, sometimes books are like really dialogue heavy. She's right. like, "I can't read this. I, I don't. You know, I don't like this." And then I'll give her other books. Like you know, classic. Like you look at um um uh, what's the joint? Um, the one uh, the killing joke, right? And she liked that. Oh, okay, okay, I, I got it. And you and you and you start to decipher like why some books are more readable than others, and and there, there is a reason for you know what what it is. It's, a lot of times it's like, are you is a story? Are the visuals driving the story, or is the dialogue driving the story? You know, the visual should be the uh, and it's the same way as a filmmaker. The, the visuals should be telling the story. Everything else is just an accessory. Dialogue is an, right. an accessory. Music is an accessory. You know, how you light it. The visuals should tell your story. So, and it's the same thing. So it's like, um, um, I think that's that's the idea. So my idea is to make sure that that it feels, the word that I've been saying is, is that the book feels palatable. So, and mm-hmm. I had a lot of people who, who I've, you know, at this point have I've, you know, sold the book to, who just support. And like um, people who are totally not comic book people at all. Like I've never read a comic book in their entire life. You know, um, like, you know, um, got a 50 year old, a, a black woman who's a, who's a mother, never read a comic book in her life and, and bought it. I said, I really like that. Why is the next one coming out? So I was like, OK, wanna, like she's totally outside of our realm of what we think about as, as comic book readers, right. like really into the story. So I was like, OK, this is working in a sense that the way that you say that she was able to digest it and, and appreciate it. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Got a winner. I hope. <laughs> winner, winner, people dinner. <laughs> yeah. Am I right? Winner, winner, human dinner. Figure looking good. Literally. Yeah. Oh my God. They're going crazy here. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Black ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what? Uh, and the comic book, ladies and gentlemen, is called Munch. It's on sale now, outthehouse.com, as well as munchcomic.com. The origin story of Kentucky Fried Chicken told from the viewpoint of the chicken. It's deeper than that. It, yeah, it's, I had to change this so I didn't get sued. But, but I, you know, I was using it as, as, a, uh, as a kind of like, a, um, I see, you know, I say it's like, not going to say it's like Kentucky Fried Chicken. Like like yeah. the origin story, or I say like a French chicken fran- fried chicken franchise origin story because I don't want the Colonel <laughs> coming back to life and suing me for it. <laughs> yeah. of, you know, just just oh. just you know, present them with a stick of butter and tell them that you bout that life. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. it puts the butter into the basket. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Are there any plans to? No, real quick, you said that you are teaching film to yeah. to to kids now like high what school. ages high school uh, 
Yeah, 10 through, 10 through 12. How's so, that going, man? It's, it's fantastic. I, I truly love teaching. I never thought I would find something in my life that I would like as much as making movies. And I found teaching and I really love it. Um, the job itself has become really, really hard um, because it's not the teaching part of it. It's all the like like every teacher. It's, it's the paperwork. It's the this. Mm, it's the CYA. Yeah. It's the, you know, it's the, you know, um, that it makes the job really unnecessarily hard. Um, and now in quarantine, it's like, um, so, you know, cause like it's hands-on, it's working with the kids every day, hands-on, watching discover, teach, you know, all of that. I, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's just, you know, it's all basically like theory stuff, trying to get them to do stuff at home. It's, you know, all the stuff I really love about the job I'm not doing, I'm just kind of doing the paperwork stuff now. So, um, but you know, we, we, we put our best foot forward every day, try to get the kids involved. You know what I mean? So, uh, are you, are- are you teaching them? You said you're teaching them theory. Um, are you also teaching them like uh, uh, old school, or, or are you kind of like embracing the new that these kids can actually they actually have movie makers in their pockets? You right, know what I mean? absolutely. And that's and in fact, I had my seniors, I had them um develop their own YouTube channel, you know. Um, you know, nice. like just, just saying, like, um. You know, one one thing is like in a, in a teaching aspect of you always teach the principles. Like this is, you know, uh, wide shot, medium shot, close up doesn't change, rule of thirds don't change. You know, aperture, uh, f f stops, and all of the bases of, of cameras, the bases of, you know, because I teach I teach the full range. It's not just when I teach um, broadcast journalism, music video production, um, narrative films, filmmaking. Um, uh, 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 um, and, uh, I'm sorry, what's the other one? It's, it's always the four pillars. It's broadcast journalism. Narrative fill it, uh, filmmaking, uh, music video, and um, documentary. No, no, jeez, I'm commercial advertising. Oh, so, okay, okay. So, so I, I always teach in a way that everything within film kind of falls within those four categories. So, documentary is going to fall under news, um, you know, mm, musical film, video, um, you know. So, um, so I teach the basics, the, the pillars of all of those things, and then we find you know, we create projects within those to get them to you know to get them on board, you know. So. Um, I do have a summer a summer um, program that I was doing for the last few years. That's actually how I became a teacher. I was doing summer programs and working with uh, um, all this kind of stuff. And someone, you know, and I was working with it. And a, and a, and a person who recruits teachers saw me work with some kids, and they said, you know, if you think about teaching at low, you know, just fast forward. I, that's how I, how I got into uh, how I became a teacher. I got recruited actually into the into the district. So um, nice. So if if you go on um, on YouTube, go to uh, video visionaries. That's my summer program, and uh, and I, I get kids. I get, I get a paid internship, and I get to you know work and create video production for different entities, you know, businesses, and things like that. So, okay, it's okay. cool. Yeah. All right, Shannon. Yeah, I'm always you. working. <laughs> I'm always working. I hear you, man. So, are you? Is the plan to maybe return? I know you said the time is is short, you know, with, with between family and and work and everything. But are you trying to carve out some time to return back to your own narrative projects? I oh, have I, to. I just want to see some more heavy sedation, dog. That's all I'm saying. I, like, I was I was scheduled to shoot a short film last summer, and then everything went to went kaput because you know mm. it's like I just don't. I'm not. Um, my, I, my, I always, my, my brain doesn't work like most people's brains. I'm saying, you know, not a bad thing. It's just, it just works a little bit differently. And to keep my brain satisfied, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta create, I gotta shoot stuff. You know, and I haven't, I was going a long period of time now without shooting anything. Um, and again, like working with the kids is kind of like, kind of like a supplement, but it's not like, mm-hmm. it's not you doing it. So um, yeah, right, I, I right. have to shoot something. 
Um, yeah, I was supposed to do a short film again not last summer, 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 uh, nineteen right, right before COVID. Yeah, and uh, it didn't happen, and then um, then COVID happened, and it still didn't happen. So, uh, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I have to shoot something. You know, I have to get that done just so I can stay sane, which is you know, as you can tell, my door do. <laughs> I don't stay too sane. <laughs> Well, you're no, with we, the right people. So you're saying this book is a cry for help. It is. <laughs> okay. You know, I wasn't going to say that. I was just going to like think it and keep it, keep it back here. Um, this is why I fucks with you, Master Triple, because you be saying what we all be thinking. You should run for public office. I got a picture of Jeffrey Dahmer on my wall that says my idol. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Munchy Crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mr. All Munchy right. Crunchy, <laughs> Sir Sir Nibbles. <laughs> ew, ew. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Okay, so, so. no, 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 no. So uh, you said that you have you you started the show. You said you got a, like a lot of toys around you. So I want to see how do your toy collection stack up with like because it um. Dante and, and Randy look like they're, they're literally in the middle of... Dante uh, shook his head like, bro, don't do it. Don't make me flex. Dante's like, don't make me flex. I see some what I got up here. It ain't, it ain't, but I got my, my Funko Pop Jimmy, my Funko Pop Mr. Rogers. Is that a Funko uh, Pop Jimmy Hendrix? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and then nice. See Bruce Lee in the back. True. I, I got my, now I got my, my uh, Magic Johnson. Nice. Um, that's that's okay. from 1991. That's yeah, right. After he announced he had HIV, it. everybody's running to get the Magic Johnson toys, thinking he was going to pass away. Fortunately, he didn't. Mm-hmm. So that's from this time. Jason Kidd back there, Penny Hardaway, uh, Jackie right. Robinson. Jackie Robinson. Uh, Barry. Barry Sanders. Yeah. Janis Joplin. Nice. Uh, you know, uh, I got the Iverson. That's that. Jim Brown. That's like $70. Jim Brown. Then like the two nice. Dr. Jennings right there. Nice. Um, yo, yo, yo. We're, we're, go back to that Dr. J. Oh, this is Dr. J's gun. Oh yeah! Oh damn! Oh, that knock is dope. Then I, on this wall, wow. I, I got clean up an ILN. Yeah. Yo. Hey, I, I know where he live. I'm just, I'm just. I'm just... <laughs> he's cool. He's trying to figure out which window he's got to break in. Get <laughs> <laughs> on out of there. So I got my war for the back. So I got war. I got a bunch of Lando Calrissians. You know, I said if I wanted to make, a, I want to make a Lando Calrissian movie, like just a solo Lando movie. So I got a bunch of Lando over there. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock, that's my focal pops. Breaking Bad, Psycho, and uh, Sin City. So, and then I'm I, I going down to the other window. I got all my Marvel stuff, uh, X Men, and all that other, all that other stuff on the other window. And I got a bunch of stuff that I can't even use. I, I got so many things. I got stuff in a box that I don't even. Uh, that's uh, that's still you know, just put away. I got because I got the uh, my. I wanted to put out my Speed Racer collection because I had all mm. the figures in the car, but there's nowhere to put it. That's what happens. Oh man! Wow! Yes, I'm a nerd. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to come out to you this way. (laughs) Oh, it's fine. No, but I gotta live my life. (laughs) My wife's wife's always saying, "You turn our son into a nerd. Stop showing all this nerd stuff. Like, let him be who he is." (laughs) Exactly. Let you be you. Let your nerd. Nerd flag fly. You are with your people. You are one of us, my friend. One so you know, of us. One of us. So you ain't got to worry about it. It's all good. Your flash triple. 
You're the, you're the original Flash yeah. Tribble. Yeah, but not not Flash. It was Flash Gordon. So maybe you know Flash Gordon Tribble. So, but uh, right, well, Flash, well, Flash, Flash. okay, that'll work. Flash Gordon, Flash Gordon. That's that's fine. That's that fine. was one of those movies right. in the eighties. So. Oh no! You, I know you are not gonna rep for that movie, The Flash no, Gordon. The, say, the best thing of which kid, is the music. When I saw that as a kid, my brother, we sat through it like five times. It was the greatest thing we ever seen. So then, hmm. years Flash. and years later, we, uh... I saw the DVD, and I was like, "Yo, I got, I got the DVD," and I came home to watch. He's like, "Tim, was like, I can't watch this." <laughs> and I was Isn't it like, the worst? Yeah, so because I was like, "This is not." good <laughs> isn't that the worst yeah. when yeah, you find a, a deep a deep cut like that and you're like oh my god this was my childhood yeah and, and then, then you put that john on like, and you like we were in the movie theater all day watching that movie over and over again it was the uh at the Sheltonham, the budco and Sheltonham mall oh the, the wow i remember that talk about the and crates then, yeah, the before they put the, the one in 89, or before that one, went like in 1980, whatever it was, 80, 81, 80. Oh, that's uh, before my time. Sorry, guys. Yeah, that one. There was a, it, was a, it was a twin movie theater, and they had an upstairs lounge, and they had the movie I remember that. Yeah, we sat there. It didn't keep you out. You just sat through it just over and over again all day. Yeah, just sitting and, and watching on ro rotation. Most we really watched, like, we sat through, like, I'm saying five times, but it might be like three, three and a half times before we finally left. We watched it over and over again. You know, we thought wow. it was the greatest thing ever. Yeah. We sat there all yeah. day. Is that the is would you say that that's the movie that you saw the most times in the theater? Uh, I don't know. What did I see? I saw um, Goodfellas twice. I saw maybe because I sat through it and that went all day. I mean, I, I, I used to do that a lot. If I watched one to a movie and like and I saw it and I really like it, just catch my I would just stay and watch it again all over again. I did that with House Party. I remember watching that twice, Matrix. Uh, mm -hmm. I saw Matrix a few times in the movie theater because I, I was so, so moved by that one. You know, um, Goodfellas, I went back a couple times to see. The the movie I've seen, surprisingly, the movie that I've seen the most in the in the in the theater was Star Wars. I saw Star Wars seven times. The the chapter four, the the, the first. Oh, really? Star Wars. Yeah, I saw that in the theater seven times within probably that first year. Wow. <laughs> well, you gotta remember that movie came out. I was like 10, 11 years old. So one day I sat in there because Shannon will, will refer this. You can sit in there and you just sit on rotation. And like, they no, didn't what you out. need to remember is that they don't let people do that anymore because of niggas like y'all. <laughs> 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 one of us, nobody, nobody. Okay, with the, if, if if I wasn't on this top row, if Shannon was in my place, nobody below else that row, below that row. knows From what it's like to, to be able to sit in the theater and just All yeah. Day. No, everybody All here day. and All under day. has had to get up yeah. and pay and come back. <laughs> Yeah, because the ushers sweep through and don't let you sit and there. Everybody else. Let <laughs> me tell you what all, all I used to do is that I go to movie theater. I would I would uh, get the get the newspaper, look at all the movies and all the starting times, and then I walk yep. in and I would see where every theater was, and I would have a list of every movie starting time, and I would go to the movie at one o'clock of that first show, and then when the next movie was starting, I said the next movie starting down the hallway, I look out, see was no ushers, go to the next movie, and again I'd be there all day long, you know, seeing like three movies in one day, and just moving, walking back and forth. Again, this is why we couldn't do nothing like that. 
What did it say about me? I had no life. It was like, hey man, this is what we're gonna do. You think you think we wanted lives? Yeah. <laughs> we wanted entertainment. Thank you, you think we wanted lives when D2 was in theaters? Come on, dog. Come on, dog. Come on. <laughs> Jamil and Park says, what's a newspaper? <laughs> well, years ago, they would take this paper and put information in it. So I, I will say that I do remember being really excited when my dad would pull a paper and like start circling movie showing times. Because that meant, you know, mm-hmm. but he would only pull out the newspaper for 309 for the drive-in. Okay. So, you know, when the newspaper came out, you saw him circle. That's when you knew, yeah, boy, double feature. (laughs) Yeah. Driving was the shot, though, because the driving, you would go there knowing that you're going to see at least two or three movies. Right. Yeah. Well, two, because, you know, by the time we got here, some generation (laughs) probably jacked that up. (laughs) Making out, making people and stuff. They said, oh, no. What's it? You talk about baby boomers. <laughs> label went to the wrong generation. My wife said her father used to always make one of the kids hide in a, in a blanket in a station wagon, but in the bag is like, well, why? He's like, because he didn't want to pay. I was like, mm-hmm. really? You hide some of the kids to get in the movie? Like, why? It's like they would count how many were in the car, you know, and then they would pick by. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hide under blankets, and that was the weirdest thing. Is like, why do you say we just be quiet and hide under blankets, seeing people as people? Yeah, like, I remember one time my next door neighbor came with us. And they, uh, I had my sisters as well, and they had us in the back. But Devin and Blair had to hide underneath the blanket. They had to, they had to like, because it was a minivan, so they kind of like were in the back underneath the seat, not underneath the seat, but you know they were crouched down low. And um, I just remember them being really upset about it. And I'm just like, well, can't we all just hide? Why do you want me to hide too? And my dad's like, no, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird if I only have this van and there's nobody in this front seat with me. <laughs> you got a car to hold seven people, and I'm only here by myself. Like, yeah. Yeah. I got to drive in by myself. I left my four kids at home with this many men. Yeah, I get really cold. I'm going on a blanket by myself. You can't with a big bag of groceries, sir, and just no, no, no. Well, what we what we did, my cousin, he would go with his girlfriend and he would drive through. But me and my other cousin, my cousin Tony, we had found like a a, a duck away because it was a drive in. So we found a duck away to kind of like sneak into where into the drive in. So we'd sneak into the drive in area, but then walk to the concession stand and buy the concessions. And then we'd just be like, yo. And he like hold the horn, so that's how we knew where he parked. <laughs> See that kind of thievery from the man I can respect. That is that is some grade A. That is some grade A. Get smart, Mission Impossible type strategy there, and I I can I can bang with that for sure. Now, you know, there's a drive-in way up in uh way up Pennsylvania somewhere. Uh, they did a whole documentary about it. Uh, it's, on, it's on Amazon. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. It's a, it's a, docu- it's a documentary. Um, it, but it's in Pennsylvania, but it's a good like two and a half, three hour drive up there. I I, I've seen it recently. I, I was on my way to, I want to say, uh, I went camping up that end. Okay. And, um, and you went right past it. I saw it. It's like five minutes down the road from where I was at. I seen okay. it. one a few months ago. I can't remember what its name was, but it was a few. Mahoning. Hours. Yeah, the Mahoning. Yeah. Right. It's in, it's in, in Leighton, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. In uh, where? Leighton. 
I've never even heard yeah, of that. Sounds, that sounds blatantly racist. I don't know how safe that sounds. <laughs> I was say that in a nice way. But that's why we said we ain't going. Like, especially especially in in, in our, this time now, I was like, I ain't driving up there at, at nighttime. Mm-hmm. Hell no. Because we got to leave at some point. And again, and when you see the documentary, I don't see any people of color at that at, 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 at there. You know, I'm looking around like there's no people of color in there watching a movie. Like, yeah. I was like, nah, mm-hmm. I'm not driving way out in Upper mm-hmm. you know, Pennsylvania to go see a movie in the middle of the night, but then have to drive home three hours. You oh, know, so no. Where did you go to college? See, I went to Bloomsburg. <laughs> I I know those mountains. No, really? Nothing new. Yeah, I'm not oh, going up there to see Smokey and the Bandit one, two, and three at <laughs> night. Yeah, no, 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 no. You, not, show, mm-hmm. you you could show you could show me you could bill right Star Trek the Motion Picture, Wrath of Khan, and Search for Spock, and I still I'm not going to shit splat Pennsylvania to see <laughs> yeah. it drive through. I'm just not. Nah, me neither. But that Man, sounds hey. cool, Gabe. I'm glad you made it. <laughs> I'm glad you're with us. <laughs> Well, they, were play, they were playing that that one movie that came out last year that people said were really bad. I can't remember. Dante likes it. <laughs> that movie where it's like damn, damn, damn even Gabe hit you with a she hit you with a quick pants there too. She said, "You know that movie that everybody hates that Dante liked because he was like defending it for a long time. It was Tenet, right?" Now, I haven't watched it yet. I enjoy, I enjoy yeah, Tenet. 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 Don't, don't spoil it. <laughs> I'm just going to let you know, Tenet has some bad audio. They just oh, really? The audio just killed everything. It was hmm. over top everything. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. It's like, I, I don't get to watch movies anymore. You know, and that's the thing. It's like, my life is, is, is uh, I don't watch, you know, it's like a movie, watching movies is my favorite thing in the world to do. It Like, making movies first, then watching movies second. It's like my favorite things in the world to do. And I watch so few movies, man, it's not even funny. It's like, you just... And I'm like, I'll be watching something, you know, something violent. Somebody getting their eyeball stabbed out. I'm enjoying it. My kids walk in the room like, why is he doing that? I'm like, oh, I got to turn it off. You know what I mean? So I was like. Well, how old are your kids? Um, Two and four. Yeah. They are karma yeah, yeah, for the kid. two and two to four movies you used to pirate in the theater. That's karma, baby. Yeah. That's all that is. That's all that is. So, so I guess, and I don't like sending my kids away. Like, they want to be where I'm at. I want them to be where I am. So. I don't, but I was like, you know, I was like, so they want to come. And there's out. consequences. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm watching movies just, like late at night, you know. And I, just, I hate just, watching, go ahead. I was gonna say with with the gorier stuff, just tell them like my mom told me when I was a child. Listen, this is a film. People get paid a lot of money to make this looks real. That red stuff is corn syrup with some dye in it. <laughs> this is all lighting and special effects. I was. When did when did Nightmare on Elm Street come out? What was that 89? Yeah, 88, 89, somewhere yeah, around yeah, there. Like, yeah. yeah, I was like four. Yeah, my mom was watching, and she was like, This is what this is. Yeah. So you just explain them. That's not a real eyeball getting gouged out, baby. That's a prosthetic. <laughs> <laughs> That's a 3D printed eyeball, boo-boo. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. I took my daughter, I took my daughter to see Blade 2. And I mean, yes, did she like wake up in the middle of the night and sleep with me because she had night terrors? Sure. But then she paid it forward and would scare all of her kids and, and scares her son now. So it, it's, it's all about, you know, indoctrinating them. And if you yeah. want a movie to see, Gabe gave us a movie to see that Isaiah, remember Isaiah, he's on the show, that uh, um, said is good as well. It's called... It's so dark in here. What Parasite. 
the max the maximum and i heard that the trailer is insane so let's take a look real quick before we get out of here こいつは右。で、お前何なんだ。もしかして宇宙人なのか。宇宙人なんだそれは。これからはお互い協力し合い生きることだ。それ以外に道はない。最近さ、変わったね。僕が。そんなことないよ。各地で武装な事件が起きている。認知殺人なんだか聞いても驚かなくなってしまったわ。殺されたのは母親と娘。やっぱり人間の仲間たちか。間違いないな。人間に宿ったものは人間を食う。共食い専門というわけだ。神や
the movies and my TV show, um, you know, comic books, you know, different things. My summer, the thing I did with the summer programs, you know, you know, I do a lot of different stuff. So I kind of you know, just kind of put it all under one umbrella and just kind of section it within within the website. So uh, my teaching stuff, everything. So but yeah, it's outthehouse.com. You'll find it. There you it's go. My front page, yes. Right there. Shannon, my good man, thank you so much for taking the time to hang thank out. Thank you guys with so much for having me. I appreciate you guys. You know, you know, um, I am I'm available anytime you need me. So just let me know. I appreciate I I, I enjoyed myself. Thank you. you Good. Know, uh, uh, don't, don't say that, man. We, we we got 60 hours of content we gotta fill in April, man. So I might be knocking on your door, you know. Um, never so. ending podcast. <laughs> Most definitely. This show will be available for your download and streaming pleasure, ladies and gentlemen. Come the morning on blacktribbles.com and then every place and every place that you find black podcasts, including Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Radio. All them joints. Ah, you're slipping. And uh Email us if you have any thoughts and concerns. Email us at blacktribbles at gmail.com. That's where you can. We'd love to get email from everybody. And if you like and like the show, subscribe to us on YouTube as well as follow us on all the social medias, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're all on there. You can follow this lovely Tribble right here. It's the horror Tribble Gabe who has her podcast, The Ghouls Next Door, as I am trying to hit all of these banners in time with the pictures, and they don't want to show. Uh, but The Ghouls Next Door, which, oh, wait a minute, let me take this off here and do this and there. Oh, there. Oh, okay. Gabe on the Ghouls Next Door podcast, which you can ch check out on uh, Ghouls Next Door, available on YouTube as well. And we have Kennedy, who is the star of two podcasts. That's right. Two podcasts, ladies and gentlemen. She is on the away team as well as Women at Warp, available wherever you find podcasts. You also Wait. can find this dapper gentleman right here. He is Dante, and he is the Friday Night Delight, part of the Infinity Equation, available everywhere you find podcasts, as well as on YouTube. All right? And there you go. <laughs> so there's a really cool event happening this weekend. It's a really cool new a virtual convention called Virtuous Con. It's a Black-owned convention, a Black woman-founded convention. In fact, it is free 95. It is February 20th through 21st. Um, and your girl, this one, will be moderating a panel with the one and only David Ajala, who you've seen in Star Trek Discovery, Supergirl, and countless other sci-fi installments near you. That panel is from 12 to 1 p.m. in the Octavia Butler Room right because they got rooms you can click around go to different rooms you can hit up with the vendors you can hit up with the main floor hobnob meet some people but me and david will be busting it up if you have any questions send them our way and i'll maybe ask them but yeah virtuous con um that is this weekend february 20th february 21st my panel february 21st at noon in the octave butler room you have a link for that i'm interested in seeing that um yes here it is 
I'm kidding. I have to text you. Have a... <laughs> no, 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 no. We got we got a link for it. We have a link for it. VirtuousCon oh? 2021, and you can check it out, ladies and gentlemen. The link is virtuouscon.com. Check it out right there. Look it up. I, I see Shannon typing feverishly as we speak, oh, <laughs> so we can check that out. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and don't forget the, the Black Troubles will be doing the Guinness World Record longest live podcast April 16th through the 18th, 2021 here in Philadelphia, streaming live. All the We've got insanity galore coming your way. Next week, we'll, we're going to do another big update for you on all the insanity that we have planned. Uh, it promises to be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll start announcing some of the confirmed guests that we have for the show. It's going to be fun. Okie dokie. Until next time for the vacationing uncanny triple, for the be right back super triple, for dark jokers in triple, for <laughs> storm triple, for super saiyan triple, for the master triple, for the ghost triple, and for the flash Gordon triple. This you is the, the horror triple. Horror. Tri what, did, what did I you say? You said the ghost triple. His horror I, I, trigger. I was like, I was like, who that? Who was he talking about? Is there somebody else in here? I don't know who who is that? There must be a ghost. If it's a trouble, I don't know. I was definitely about to be like, who that? Was I Ian? What's you scream, who this? Who that? Do I need to and now here I am as a is the ghost over the horror trouble like right here is just looming yeah lurking. can you see something i can't see in my room <laughs> no you're good <laughs> it's just it's just late len's tired that's all i did len something in his eyes he has a little bit of crust it was a spat <laughs> just one a little bit this is the bad trouble and parting we say <laughs> hailing frequencies closed captain who that? Oh, <laughs>